as human beings. It forces us to look at ourselves. As such, the rights of man raise some of the most profound, dramatic, revolutionary, shocking, and hopeful features of the human condition itself, both in history and in our own contemporary world. Indeed, one of the most striking features about the subject of the rights of man is that it is such an integral part of life and of human behavior, that it is related in one way or another to history, to religion, to philosophy, to literature, to economics, to science and technology, and to the arts, as we shall see. A few years ago, I was sitting in an extremely tense courtroom in The Hague. About 15 feet from me, behind bulletproof glass, sat a man by the name of Slobodan Milosevic. He was sitting with his arms on his hips, sneering contemptuously at his accusers and those who had brought him to this place of the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia against his will. Witnesses who had never before been outside of their small villages, let alone in an international court of law, literally shook as they painfully described in horror detail the atrocities that they had personally experienced in Bosnia, Croatia, and Kosovo. Their testimony, sometimes accompanied with graphic evidence, made even the strong sick to their stomachs. There was a point at which my eyes locked with those of Milosevic, and I will never forget the feeling, for I have never been in the presence of such palpable evil in all of my life. Presiding over this trial were three judges who were trying to determine the facts, apply the relevant law, and to hold those responsible for mass atrocities and genocide in the form of ethnic cleansing actually accountable for their actions. It would be difficult, if not impossible, for people to watch a trial such as this and fail to ask why the rights of man appear to be so meaningless to those who have so deliberately violated them and yet so vital to those who have struggled so hard to protect them. I'm watching these proceedings as a historian, with my eyes going back and forth between Milosevic, the witnesses, the prosecution team, the judges. I could not help but reflect on the fact that I was witnessing a revolutionary development. Throughout almost all of human history, leaders have understood that they could enjoy a culture of impunity and never be held responsible for atrocities against human rights that they might commit. This long and encrusted legacy is undergoing dramatic transformation before our very eyes. Indeed, the changes in standards, in treaties and treaty monitoring bodies, and the creation of international tribunals has been nothing short of revolutionary. Now, to appreciate this development, we need to understand history, and we need to ask the following. 
What are the rights of man? And how are they related to great visions and to great movements? Why have they always been so fiercely contested and resisted? And how is it that they have come to play such a vital and defining role in our world of today? Let me suggest that the best way to begin to address these questions in our very first lecture is to identify and to present certain basic themes that will be developed throughout the course of this lecture series. One of the most important features of the rights of man in history has been that of visions. That is, the capacity of seeing or imagining something beyond actual experience. In terms of human rights or the rights of man, this involves two things. In the first place,